You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. It is 23 minutes after 4 o'clock. We're in conversation next with the mayor of the Solendam municipality, Francois Durand. Residents of Solendam took to the streets and blockaded uh, the N2 over a standoff uh, with the local municipality after a meeting last night ended with a 24-hour shutdown being announced. The municipality has experienced incidents of arson and the destruction of public property over the past month. Officials have called for law enforcement to apprehend those responsible. The residents have raised grievances surrounding the indigent register, access to pension rebates, and also the additional levies uh, that the community has to pay to receive um, services. To share the latest development on how the municipality will respond, we are joined by the Mayor, Francois Durand. Mayor, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. What's the situation like currently? Uh, good afternoon and thank you for having me. Uh, currently, uh, law enforcement agencies, uh, public order police and uh, South African police services are here and all, all, um, other law enforcement from neighboring municipalities to help and contain the situation. Um, at the moment, I have not received an update what is going on currently, uh, but uh, it's still not stable, but it's under control at the moment. I saw that there was a report that a fire um, department vehicle was also set alight. What do you know about the level of destruction? Yes, so um, just to uh, give the facts, uh, the applicants of the community applied or notified at the triangular meeting with, my, with the law enforcement of the municipality myself. I was there for the first time, SAPS and the applicants. They applied for a shutdown. Um, you know, in the constitution, you're allowed to, to peacefully demonstrate, and the police said, um, that's fine, you can only give us notice. Obviously, um, it was not a peaceful shutdown. They still infringed the rights of others and started stoning the police um, last night, and that's when all hell broke loose. Um, this morning, so they um, said... Uh, one of our, the windy house, we have a full security next to the, the Tucson Center. They said that the light, obviously um, when the police went there, and uh, the fire brigade with a bucky to, to douse the fire, um, protesters set the bucky, the, the, the fire service bucky alight. Uh, four people escaped uh, of the employees of the district municipality, which is the responsible fire management. One got injured, but he's um, stable. And um, after that, they broke the gates and uh, set the, of the, 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 the two-song hall, which is a very large hall, and attached to it, you have some offices, which houses the home affairs, um, obviously now our credit control, uh, which people will help people to apply for the indigent, and obviously where people can make arrangements if they're behind on their bills. So that part of the of the Tucson Center has been in, you know has been burned down. The hall is still intact at the moment. Um, so that is what happened this morning. And I see Times Life is reporting that um, one of the ward committee members, Munwabisi Mganga, um, and ANC councillor Julius uh, Matisin are acting on behalf of the community. What what role do you understand them playing in this, if you know of their involvement at all? Yes, they've been involved from the beginning, even in 2016, um, August the 16th. The ANC aligned them with the protesters. Um, the, 
Mr. Mchanga is a work committee member. You know, if you if you work committee member elected a certain a certain code of conduct, obviously he's been uh, transgressing that code of conduct. Even the councillors, because you are elected as a councillor, they have always have the, the best interest of the municipality at heart. Um, when I was there um, yesterday at the SAPS um, boardroom to discuss or be part of the discussion about the shutdown, when BC Mchanga was there on behalf of the community. Um, to say that there's going to be a shutdown. And he was supported um, right next to him by the ANC councillor, uh, Julian Mateusen. So it is clear that they align themselves with the protesters um, and uh, seemingly fighting the, the fight. Uh, they say that the people are uh, complaining about the policy that we changed. The policy is in line with the national government or national framework of COCTA. Households must supply. And um, I believe it's, you know, it's clear to me that it's part of a bigger political agenda going forward. I mean, you know, we know, all know the elections is next year. And, uh, you know, such things might change for the better or for, for, for the worse. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but do you think that you've efficiently um, or sufficiently at least um, engaged the communities around the terrorists, of course, that goes up every every year, but also the other parties around the indigent um, household registrar and their understanding of it and how um, if the if the threshold has changed, how that has an impact on them? Uh, OK, uh, the threshold hasn't changed. Policy, you know, I've been in council now for seven years. The policy has been adapted over the years because of public participation. The people, when we have our IDP meetings, that's what we do every year with all the wards, a few times with the sectors, certain sectors of the community and, and, and the economy, you know, uh, small scale farmers, tourists, businesses. We all. Hi, Mayor, are you still there? Mayor, can you hear us? Okay, we seem to have lost uh, Mayor Francois de Durante. Let's quickly see if we can get him back on the line uh, before we go off uh, to the news headlines around the concerns that have been raised by um, some of the residents that have taken to the streets um, in Suelendam. And it's just heard now uh, the level of destruction to public property, including a fire department vehicle that was a satellite um, by these, um, allegedly by the protesters. And uh, okay, we have the mayor back on the line. Mayor, you were just explaining now the public participation process. Um, and, and, and as you answer that part, Mayor, the public particip participation process, does that take place during the day or does it take place during the evenings? Uh, most of them take uh, place during the evenings. We got schedules, um, obviously, last year. Yeah, and, 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 and with that said, is there safety concern at all considering the number of people who would actually pitch up for those meetings? Depends. I mean, uh, well, where you go in, in, in the informal setting, or what five and what six, um, there's normally a very good attendance. Um, on the on the request of the ward ward councillor, uh, ANC ward councillor Pumla Labazi, we arranged three meetings to meet with the informal settlement. They wanted to speak to the mayor and raise their concerns. We had one scheduled for April. Um, in the Tucson Center, which has now been gutted by arson, uh, it was myself, the Missile Manager, the Director of, of Community Services, the Ward Committee of Ward 5, which, in, which includes uh, Monwabishi Changa, 
We waited there for half an hour and nobody pitched up. So we rescheduled the meeting. It happened on the 5th of June. The same story, we were there, no residents pitched up. So the councillor asked, can we have it on a Sunday in the, in the afternoon? I said, that's not a problem. We arranged for the 20th of August. Council was in recess for the month of July. So the, on the 3rd of August, we gave notice that the meeting will be on the 20th of August on a Sunday mm-hmm. at 1 o'clock um, you know, in the street. Um, obviously, before that happened, um, the 16th of August happened, and then obviously our municipal building was burned down. So yeah. even with so no the, meeting took place. Yeah, no. So with all the well, eventually I was there on the 20th, but that's for a different purpose. I was yeah. there to engage the community. So um, obviously, it was last year in September with all the rolling blackouts. You know, they changed the load sharing schedule all the time. We had to cancel some of the meetings because obviously we couldn't have the meetings in the halls when there was no electricity. Yep. Um, so we have had 14 engagements in Relton. 14. Okay. Uh, Relton is a, a ward four. I'm also a ward councillor. About 40% of Relton is part of my ward. Okay, um, Mayor, because we need to go to the news headlines, let's just quickly yeah. see if it's possible to speak to you just after um, the markets, um, just after quarter to five, just to conclude the point that you wanted to make about the public consult- consultation, which is a very important process as well. Um, apologies, we're a bit late for the news headlines. It is now uh, 16 minutes before five o'clock. Let's quickly con- conclude the conversation with the Mayor of uh, Swellendam Municipality, where protest action have been taking place. And yesterday the residents met and declared a 24-hour shutdown. The Mayor explained a bit earlier on the level of destruction that has been caused, including a fire truck that has been um, that was set alight um, during the protest action. Um, Mayor, you were just explaining now about the public participation process. And you pointed out to four meetings um, that were called and uh, none of the people actually attended the meetings. There were other meetings, though, that did happen. But are you satisfied that even though those four meetings didn't take place, that the council um, has come to a decision that the tariffs should increase, even though you don't have the contribution from these other citizens? I mean, every year uh, on the end of March, after the end of May, uh, council approved the budget going forward. Uh, the issue was electricity tariffs and the indigent policy that changed. Electricity tariffs is set by NERSA after the, uh, the by ESCOM after the approval of NERSA. The increase to municipalities that we buy electricity from ESCOM is 18.49%. And then NERSA only allows municipalities to increase their rates with 15.1%. So we have to subsidize all households in the municipality. So it is not us who increase the rates. It's ESCOM trying to, to, to recoup some of their debt. That's the first thing. The second thing is the policy. In a democracy, it seems like some people only believe that democracy works if it's in your favor. So with the majority of council approve the change of the policy, the policy has been workshopped with the councillors. The policy has been workshopped with the uh, work committee members, including Muno um, Bising Changa. Um, funny enough, I was just thinking about it. One of the representatives that I met on the 16th or during that week after the 16th 
And I went to give the community feedback on the on the 30th of August. No, not the 30th of August. The, yeah, um, the last meeting that was arranged for the Sunday, the 20th of August. Um, the next, second feedback I went to give to the, the on the reply on the demands when the ANC employee and the councillor tried to derail the meeting. The next morning, I got a WhatsApp message from the, one of the representatives of the community apologizing that the people that disrupted my presentation. He said that they know the political party is trying to get votes. They, they know that their fault, the policy was before them. They were part of the council, even if they didn't vote for it. their job to explain it to their constituents as well as the, the work committee members. That is their job. So, um, like I said, it, the facts, the narrative seems to change everywhere when I hear people in the news or um, read in the newspapers. The issue was about the electricity tariffs, which ESCOM is uh, responsible for, and the indigenous policy, which is in line with the national uh, framework. Okay. So it is not about water. They don't pay for water. They don't have accounts for water. Okay, um, and just in conclusion then, Mayor, the impact that this uh, ongoing protest has had on service delivery and uh, do you have any plans to meet with these residents again? Um, at the moment, I've got no plans to meet with them currently. Obviously, I cannot uh, have negotiations or discussions with criminals. That's the first thing. The second thing, service delivery at the moment, I mean, obviously, with the burn-down building, I mean, that housed uh, the Home Affairs offices, so that's also a national uh, department. That's all the equipment and everything is burned down, so they won't be that service to apply for ID, um, all the rest of birth certificates and, and death certificates. Um, there won't be uh, great control to help people apply for the indigent uh, support grants. There won't be uh, offers to help them to make arrangements if they fall behind the payments. So that will all, unfortunately have to go back to the to Swellendam town. At the moment, I mean, all the staff, all our staff are obviously traumatized again of what happened on the 16th. They're all at home. Most of them stay in Railton. I mean, I believe some of them are hiding under their beds. This is what's happening. So we know service delivery water, electricity, and all the rest and sanitation all obviously is going, is going ahead. Um, our bulk services networks are still uh, in place. And we have the red ants here at a huge cost to the municipality and the taxpayer to protect our infrastructure. Um, refuse removal, obviously, in town and in Railton itself, obviously, it's not happening today. Um, I, going forward today, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but... Uh, I want the police and law enforcement here to stop it, not get it under control. Mm -hmm. I'm here actually at the lawyer's office and we got the services of a senior advocate and we're applying for an interdict, immediate interdict to certain individuals to prohibit uh, having all these marches and, and shutdowns. Because at the end of the day, critical infrastructure is being burned the cost of the taxpayer. Yeah. When do People you expect to file those papers? I'm actually standing outside the lawyer's office. I'm going to sign it right now. 
Thank you so much for your time. Um, that is uh, Francois Durant, who is the mayor of uh, Swellendam Municipality. 0614-104-107. You can also drop me an X at Aldrin St. Pierre.